letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include part three in our series on legalizing marijuana in Minnesota, a call for more blood donations, and another day with smoky skies. But we begin today with the Minnesota Department of Public Safety releasing body cam and dashboard video of this week's deadly shooting involving a Minnesota State Patrol trooper. That video shows at least two troopers being dragged by the vehicle whose driver's been identified as 33-year-old Ricky Cobb II. Cobb died after being shot several times. State Patrol Colonel Matt Langer. Many of the answers we simply don't have yet. And the Minnesota State Patrol is not the investigating agency. So questions about the investigation are not things that I'm aware of. Cobb was stopped by a trooper who spotted his car driving without taillights near Lowry Avenue. That trooper learned the driver was wanted in Ramsey County for felony protection order violation. The BCA is conducting the official investigation. The three troopers involved have been placed on administrative leave, which is standard procedure. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Laura Oaks. Minneapolis attorney Robert Bennett is familiar with these cases after representing the families of Philando Castile and Justine Ruzchek Damond, who were both killed by police. They would know that they're not supposed to use deadly force on an unarmed fleeing suspect, even if the suspect is, is uh, thought to be a felon, uh, unless they have probable cause to believe the suspect poses a significant threat of death or serious physical injury to the officer or others. And then, I don't see that in this case. A trooper shot Cobb as he tried to flee a traffic stop inside a vehicle. Bennett telling Vanita Sakar on the morning news that he didn't see anything in the released videos indicating deadly force was warranted. All this week, WCCO Radio is taking a look at some of the issues and challenges surrounding the new recreational marijuana law. Today, we look at how recreational cannabis use being legal will affect the medical marijuana industry. WCCO's Taylor Rivera. With recreational cannabis use now legal in Minnesota for residents 21 and older, questions remain about how this change will affect the medical cannabis industry. Director of the Office of Medical Cannabis, Chris Thulkis, says the office serves a much different demographic than traditional recreational dispensaries. I think one of the major differences between adult use and medical cannabis is the age limitations. We have patients in our program that are under the age of 21. We have pediatric patients. Those folks still need to be able to access their medication for their qualifying conditions. Thokis says there are benefits to the medical office having been established in the state for a long period of time when it comes to regulations and leadership. She says there's still a lot of unknowns for adult use. It's the Department of Agriculture that is incubating the Office of Cannabis Management. Anything that's related to adult use licensing is being referred to them. And they are largely letting folks know that they need to go through a process, which is going to take months, largely just asking people for a little bit of patience while they figure out all the details and hire staff. Looking to the future, changes to the medical cannabis industry set for 2025 include a new visiting patient program that will allow out-of-state medical patients to get their products from Minnesota, as well as an expansion of existing available products. The medical program right now allows a variety of products. They allow flowers, they allow vaping, capsules, lozenges, topicals. You know, eventually when we get to 2025, the same products will be allowed in each market. I, I think that it'll be more of a style preference. 
Maybe the biggest changes for the medical office are that it will move from oversight under the Minnesota Department of Health to the Office of Cannabis Management in 2025. And Minnesota residents who use cannabis for medical treatments will see prices drop as products become tax-free. In Minneapolis, I'm Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. And Minnesota's first retail dispensary is up and running on the Red Lake Reservation. Hundreds gathering outside Native Care ahead of their opening yesterday morning. Jerry Loud oversees operations at the store. It's one of the few advantages that tribal nations have had an edge on everybody else. So we're going to capitalize on this. The cash-only business allowing customers to buy up to two ounces of cannabis per transaction. More stores are expected to pop up throughout the state as the office charged with oversight and issuing business licenses gets up and running within the next year or so. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. Smoky skies are returning to Minnesota. Every day we keep an eye on those plumes. It's sort of an act of futility, though, trying to figure out more than a day or two where those plumes will show up. WCCO radio meteorologist Paul Douglas says for the moment there are no advisories for air quality, but you will see some hazy conditions today along with warmer temperatures. Minnesotans are being asked to roll up their sleeves and donate blood this month. Last month, the American Red Cross reported they'd collected 50,000 fewer blood donations donations than in the previous two months. Summer months typically see lower than usual blood donations, according to Wendy Capetz with Memorial Blood Centers, who says remote learning and fewer people in the office during the pandemic had a big impact on blood supplies. So we ask that you seek out a community blood drive with us or that you come to one of our donor centers because we want to make sure, again, that the patients have what they need when they need treatments that include blood products. In an effort to get more blood donations this month, Memorial Blood Centers is hosting its Pint for a Pint campaign where blood donors can receive a voucher for a free or discounted beverage from one of eight Minnesota breweries. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Laura Oaks. The Hennepin County Medical Examiner says a 78-year-old woman who died in Maple Grove was pushed down the steps by her daughter. It happened last month. The MAME now says the physical altercation led to the woman's death. Police are now asking for the Hennepin County Attorney's Office to consider homicide charges. A change to the state's insulin safety net program now allows more people to access this life-saving drug. Minsure CEO Libby Callum. New this year, Minnesotans can use an individual taxpayer identification number for program eligibility um, starting this year. So this would be for somebody who doesn't have access to a valid Minnesota identification card, like a driver's license or permit or a travel issued identification card. Callum says the fewer barriers to accessing insulin, the better. The Insulin Safety Net program helps Minnesotans with both urgent and continuing needs for the drug by capping copays and out-of-pocket costs. This is Laura Oaks. Another legal blow that could block mining near the Boundary Waters Canoe area. Today, the state Supreme Court pulled a permit for a copper-nickel mine in the area, saying state regulators failed to assess the possible threat to water quality. The North Met project near Babbitt was already in jeopardy after the Army Corps of Engineers pulled its permit in June over similar environmental concerns. Finally today, it looks like you did not wake up $1 billion richer. Well, once again, the Mega Millions jackpot is unclaimed. Nobody had last night's winning ticket worth just over a billion dollars. That means the next drawing has ballooned to at least one and a quarter billion. That's Friday night. That would make it the fourth largest lottery jackpot in history. The largest jackpot, by the way, was $2 billion, a Powerball that was sold in November of 2022. 
The odds of winning Mega Millions, about 1 in 303 million. Steve Simpson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.